Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dear Warren podcast, where we do backseat parenting. We share stories, principles, parables, and lessons and pass them down to my son, Warren. But most importantly of all, we try to have fun. We hope you do, too. This episode features our good friend, Michelle Silva. Michelle is a mother, and she's a lawyer, and thinks that butterflies are the devil. This episode, Michelle and I discuss raising our kids. Uh, She goes into detail from the mother's point of view, all the trials and tribulations uh, she had to go through. We also discussed her career in in criminal justice, how it's affected her worldview, and Man, just a fun overall talk, which I hope you guys enjoy as well. Uh, so please enjoy as we present to you, Michelle Silva. This is the Dear Warren Podcast. I am here with Michelle Silva, and she is flipping through my uh, nice gift that I got from somebody recently. Uh, The WrestleMania, I think, is it 34, 35, whatever, the the latest one that's this weekend, going on Sunday, the program. What do you think of that? This is amazing. I haven't watched WWE in probably six, seven years, (laughs) so I only know probably 10% 10 of the, the people... Um, in this book, but it's nice to flip through. It's like a blast from the past. It is, and it, and I was shocked to get it because uh, it obviously is. It's held in New Orleans this year. You were just there, right? I was just there for training. Mm. Um, oh, training for what? For my job with uh, Customs and Border Protection. Mm. I'm a new attorney there, so we had um, trade training down in New Orleans, and it was v- really lovely. I've never been. Uh, the weather was beautiful while it was cold and <laughs> snowy, and up here it was 80 down there. Oh, and then you you came back. Did you come back like during the middle of the, those snowstorms that we had or? I did not. It was uh, last Friday, so it mm. was raining and cold, but I got back just in time for the snow. Yes. And here, as you're flipping through, you were mentioning that you did rem- recognize some of your old old favorites as far as professional wrestling. Who did you remember? And you're surprised that they're actually still around. Well, I'm looking, let's look through. I mean, obviously John Cena was around. Um, let's see. Look through here. I can't even, I, I'm looking through a page. You, you, all right. That, that's, you're on the NXT part. Oh, I'm that's in the their wrong. De, that's their developmental league. Okay. So, so I'm that's in the wrong. Their, their new all right. Here we go. The red is the uh, raw stars. Obviously Jeff Hardy, I remember. Oh, he, he actually left. For a little while, and then he came back. Did he? He left because uh, I think he was fired for drug addiction or or something originally, and then he went to another promotion, and then eventually he got dropped from that for also more substance abuse problems. And I think he went through a path of recovery, and WWE was like, hey, if you can stick to it, then you're back in it. I am all for that. If you can go through drug addiction Mm. and make it out on the other side and Mm. actually, you know, fight it, I... I hope, you know, I'm glad they gave him a chance because that's, that's a tough, tough road. So hopefully he continues on. I mean, Undertaker, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker from day one. Very good. I mean, that you can't. John Cena's still doing this? John Cena is his... still, he's on a, he's more of a part-time basis. But as you saw, I think he's doing a new movie now. I forgot what it was. Yes, some, he has the, it's some called. Some comedy role. Yes. I forgot what it was. Um, 
cock blockers. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great. So what's that it. about, Michelle? <laughs> it's about actually, because um, because it's all over my Facebook feed. Oh, I it guess, is. I guess Facebook thinks that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> um, so. Facebook has, <laughs> Facebook has, um, their algorithms tuned for you. Correct. So mm -hmm. it's about, uh, I guess, three parents and their teenage kids are, um, going to prom and what they, they do this like sex pact for prom, which oh, that's right. and, and they don't, and they don't want their kids to. Exactly. And so they're obviously trying to prevent them. Hence the title of the movie. Warren will, will explain to you what that term means. <laughs> At, 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 at some point, <laughs> probably not within your uh, first few. Uh, uh, I mean, right now he's, as you heard uh, when Jess was explaining his fascination with um, playing with farm animal dolls and learning what they are, he knows maybe 90% of them, not by their actual name, but by their noises. So as you saw, he pointed to a horse and he went, nay. He points to the cow. He goes, moo. The best are the lions. He goes, what is this? And he goes, ah. So he actually... He makes a noise. He goes, ah. That's the best, though. I think every animal should just be referred to by their noise. By their noise? Because it's more fun. The quack quacks. The quack quacks. And the rough roughs. The, I, I agree. Angelina went through that, too. That's my daughter. She mm -hmm. went through the... Um, for certain animals, she's still... Ducks are, you know, quack. So... Know, certain animals she still will refer to them by the sound and not their actual name so um it, it's just a phase i think most kids go through and it's mm. the cute phase at least is are you still going through the cute phases with angelina or are, i think right now uh what is it three plus right yeah she just turned so now, three in february well what are what are the you're going through with her now so now it's the power struggles so, power struggle yeah so she understands things. She understands dynamics. So this just this morning, uh, she was in her room and she slammed the door. And I go and I go, don't slam the door. Ooh. And I said, you slam the door again. I'm going to take away something. I'm going to take away candy. You can't have any more candy. And you could see her face like she wants to do it. She wants to slam this door again in my face. And the only thing that is holding her back is that candy or whatever that I told her that she will not get. Why did she want to slam that? Was she frustrated or she just discovered, oh, I like the sound of a She just wants to do it. She ah. just wants to do it. And she will do it unless I, I tell her, you know, something is going, bad is going to happen if you do it. Did you notice my, my like logical brain trying to process like, oh, she's doing this because she wants to do that. And then you're obviously more experienced with it. And, and you just said, she just wants to do it. She just wants to do it. For no other reason. It's not logical. And that's the part that I think is hard to, as a parent, is you try to, you know, we've, we've been adults for a long time and our logical part of our brains are just, you know, that's what drives us kids. It's so hard to try to figure out why are they doing what they're doing? And sometimes it's completely irrational, <laughs> completely irrational. And, and it's, it's, you know, trying to figure it out. Sometimes I just give up and I say, well, don't do that again, or you're just going to have this consequence. Oh, nice. I remember a, a while ago before, uh, Jess and I had Warren and I was working, I work at a software company and her son was going through a phase where he wanted to watch blues clues at all hours. And she was saying, no, you got to stop. 
at this time. And I tried to offer advice. Oh, why don't you do something where you limit the time or some other, you know, something very logical based. And her and another mom, they both were laughing. And I go, what? And, and she goes, ha you're so cute. You're using logic. <laughs> Kids don't use logic. Um, yesterday we were going to the store and, you know, we come out into the parking lot and she just refuses to hold my hand, let me pick her up, throwing a tantrum. And I'm just, you know, at that point, you're like, why why are you just not holding my hand? There's Mm -hmm. cars. Obviously, it's dangerous. Did it gradually happen or just one day she just stopped holding your hand? She just stopped. (gasps) Just one day she just did not want to hold my hand. And she'll, mm. she'll say, no, I want to hold baby's hand, meaning she wants to hold her own hand. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, but And then she'll like melt down if I try to hold her hand. Or even if I like hold her jacket, she's, she like shrugs me off. So we had like this complete meltdown in the parking lot. What are the meltdowns like? Terrible. She just tries to like, she goes, um, she does the limp baby, which I'm sure oh, Warren boneless, does. Boneless, yeah, right? boneless. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Warren does that too. Where oh, you, you saw him do it when we tried oh, yeah. to get him to walk. Yes, yes. He goes limp and then he also arches his back and then like his head like snaps backwards. So it's, he, he does the reverse arch. Exactly. He's like, oh, and he's like a jellyfish. And you, you know, I'm sure you're trained and you can't even probably figure out how to I'm like. Wor- I'm, I'm worried because I like, oh, is this going to like dislocate his shoulder if I keep holding him? I know. At this, you know, trying to hold him straight up, but he's like but he just, going limp and actively trying to like jiggle his body to go limp. Like, no, 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 I don't want to walk anymore. And they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly what they're doing. So that's what she does. She'll, she'll just go completely limp. She'll mm. go down to the pave, the gross pavement. And I'm mm. trying to keep her A, from like hurting herself and falling too yeah from oh well you know what she doesn't cry that often Mm. she's just um she just yells and does the limp baby and then i have to try to either pick her up without other parents judging me in the parking lot do they really do that though do they judge i don't know maybe not other parents but i feel like other people judge they're like why can't this woman control her oh, child in the parking lot? That's what I no, think. No, no, no. That's, that, that's what I think. Unless I actively know that they have, like, kids of, of their own, or at least they have a dog or someone that they have to, or something that they have to take care of. It's kind of like, no, I don't give a fuck about, like, what, what you think. What? You you get 12 hours of sleep. You get to stay up all the time, you know? I would love oh, 12 listen, hours yeah, I sound of sleep. like such a grumpy dad. I know, but no, See it's that? true. I, It's the lack of sleep that makes you grumpy. <laughs> so you're worried about the, the other people's judgment? And yeah, other people's judgment. And I'm trying to you know, get her in the car. And of course, this particular store has like an officer like there. I'm like, oh, what if this officer thinks, you know, the attorney <laughs> part of me is like, I can't be too rough with her trying to get her in this car. What if oh, the officer is like, you know, I... I it's just one of those things that like a hundred things run through your mind and i'm sure only one thing is running through her mind i don't want to hold your hand so i'm gonna Mm. make life difficult so so wait a minute what what would be too rough like like picking her upside down like uh, like chucking our kid into the car i guess so as if they're a bag so yeah i I mean (coughs) i worked Excuse me. No, it's okay. <clears throat> I I worked as a defense attorney for many, many years. So mm. to me, I'm like super sensitized to it because, you know, it's people get prosecuted for being rough with their kids. What's like the, what's the lowest threshold that you can think of as far as like, uh, well, you know, that violates something or. To me, I yeah. don't think, I think if you're trying to get a handle on your child mm-hmm. and you're, you're being a little rough with them, I mean, that's the only way you can really, 
fight the the limp baby is to really try to <laughs> try to be a little rough with them. You can't go with it. You can't, you can't you go know, limp with them. You can't like what else are you gonna do? But like you know we're a very hypersensitized culture these days and yes. I mean I can I can foresee someone, you know, if I'm trying to drag her off the floor being like you're being too rough with that child. So I, I personally don't think you know, I think any sort of laws dealing with child abuse should be for real child abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're hurting your child. Like you're actively trying you're to actively hurt them as try- opposed to, and I'm sure there are some stories where it's like, yeah, well, there's a gray area. And that's where, you know, you've got to play, not judge, you're the lawyer. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to, you know, it, there there can be some gray area. So, you you know, that's, you know, most people I'm sure do not think that way, but mm. I do. Mm. Given my experience, I'm like, oh, am I being too rough with her? Which I know I'm not because mm. she can handle anything. Well, you were, you said you were worried about other parents judging you. Do you end up judging other parents? Of I, course you do. I okay. do. Of Everyone course. Does. Every parent judges another parent. I mean, it's just like innate. And I think I used to, I mean, I think though, before I was a parent, I judged more than as now that I am a parent. <laughs> like I used to remember people, you know, sitting in restaurants and you're like, why does that parent give the child a cell phone or a Kindle or an iPad? Why? You know, that that's that's inappropriate. They should be engaged in whatever they're doing. And, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I was so stupid. And then what did you realize? I realized, oh, I just need five minutes to eat my meal. I'm going to give you whatever it takes to keep you occupied so I can eat this burger. So now I'm like, good for you. If you found something that will keep your child entertained at a meal for a half hour. If you get that, you're whatever it takes. Have you found that there's uh, a, a give and take with that as far as there's, you you let the child sit, let's say for, you're going to be there for mm-hmm. half an hour, you let them go 20 minutes, and then you know that's their threshold, and then you give them the toy, or do you give them to- the toy right out of the gate, and it's kind of like, I don't know about that. I like it's to, like, I like to not give the toy right mm-hmm. out of the gate, mm-hmm. because then they get, they expect it then, like yes. if you're at the, you know, restaurant, and they're like, they sit down and they, they pulled out their hands and they're like, okay, so where's my iPad or where's my toy or where's my whatever? You know, then they expect every time they're at a restaurant, you're going to give them a toy. But sometimes like sometimes Angelina will be good. She'll sit through, you know, if it's not a long drawn out meal, she'll sit there and eat and, you know, babble. I'm not babble anymore, but she'll talk. <laughs> and, you know, maybe towards the end, she'll get restless and that'll mm-hmm. break out. But I just think, you know, Otherwise, then, you know, at the restaurant, they think that's playtime. At that point, too, uh, when, when you, after you give them a bit of time, they do have thresholds. What's, what's hers? Probably like around 30, 40 or, I or think, longer? Yeah. No, around 30, 40. I mean, yeah. sometimes it depends, I, mm-hmm. you know. Is it a good day? Is it a bad day? <laughs> Did she take a nap? Is she cranky? You know, some days we can't get through a whole meal without me breaking out my phone or her Kindle. There are some days that, you know, 10 minutes in, she's just crabby. And I'm like, I need to eat this food without you. you I I fight that from time to time because I remember growing up as a kid, my dad was always like, oh, why do you, why are you always, um, your head stuck in the Game Boy Mm -hmm. or some other electronic 
uh, gaming portable gaming system. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't want my kids to become a zombie. But then it's where do you where do you start? How long do you do it for? Are you turning your kid into a zombie? Exactly. It's it's such a give and take, I think, because Angelina has a Kindle, right? Mm. So that's we don't have an iPad, but she has a Kindle. And we set a time so she can't do more than two hours a day, which seems like a lot. But, you know, she's at uh, her sitter. She, you know, I want her to be able to do things um, while she's there uh, in case she gets bored or whatever. And she's not just watching stuff. She's like doing number games and stuff. But it's it's difficult because some Mm. days you're like. I, you're, you're being crazy. I just want you to sit. I want to just give you this Kindle for the rest of the afternoon. So it's, it's just so hard, I think. And we're surrounded, obviously we're surrounded by technology. So where do you, where do you draw the line? I think most kids are like, oh, we had our Game Boys. We had yeah. our, I remember my Game Boy playing PS2 downstairs or PS1 at that point. It wasn't even PS2, just sitting for hours. You got to play hours. PS1 as yes. a toddler? Not as a toddler. That's, what, I'm, that's a young a, kid, that's what I was talking mean. about. That's toddler, I'm yeah. talking about those form. Uh, uh, let's see. Threshold, uh, two to four years. Two to four. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> what, what did I have at two to four? I mean, in the 80s, I don't, nothing. But yeah, it, it, it's just so difficult. But then I also want her to learn the technology too, because I think it's good to learn the technology. I mean, it's this is going to be a changing, changing world. I mean, even from 10 years ago. So I don't want her to fall behind. I mean, she's better than my parents with some of the technology she's able to like do things. So it's, it's a, it's finding the balance. It's knowing your (coughs) child Mm -hmm. and saying no at some point. You brought up that interesting part of how, like you want them to learn that technology because you want them to be tech, uh, what is it? Technologically literate. Yes. There, and there is a certain type of, it's a specific type of literacy beyond just regular literacy of re, of basic reading and writing. Now you have to incorporate it with these uh, ever evolving and changing electronic devices. And so that's something that I'm, I'm always uh, fighting with because it's a new thing. We didn't have to deal with technological uh, literacy growing up. No. Just re- uh, we what, read, write. Yeah. We wrote in, uh, what is it, cursive? Remember that? Yeah, I don't think, do they even teach that anymore? I, I'm, I, a, I'm asking you. I you're, don't know. You're going to run into it before I do. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I remember back in grade school, uh, everyone started with pencil, you know, those big chunky yes. black pencils. And then eventually you could use this standard, everyone uses number two pencils. Yes. And I remember in fourth grade, uh, you could start writing in pen, but you could only write in pen if your penmanship was to up to par. I had the shittiest penmanship. Me too. My mine is still bad. Whatever. It's it's. I should have been a doctor, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like you don't. I mean. You got, I, you got the second best thing, though. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're going to be a doctor now. You're going to be a lawyer. No, no, I hit that. Lawyer. That's what I it's, did. It's good. Why, do we ever need to write anyway? No. So, <laughs> these Apparently, days, we did here. Apparently, you know, yeah. But when you run out of batteries, terrible. you know, is, we have little notes on our note cards. I, I got to write. My note says, don't suck. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, look at you that. Know? That's good. So. Mine does, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, now it's... So, you have to, you know... You don't want your kid to fall behind either in the technology aspect of it, but it's, you don't, I, it's just such a hard, it's just, I think, such a thin line between being, it being too much mm. and, you know. I have an example where we were able to turn Warren into a zombie. Really? We found a show on Netflix that, I, 
out of all the shows, we had no idea this one would affect them the most. It's that Australian show, The High Five Club. Do you I ever watch that? I've never heard of that. It is, I fell into a zombie. It's the most colorful, overstimulating, crazy show you've ever seen. It's it's with like people. Mm-hmm. It's like five of them, obviously, the High Five Club. And they wear, it's, they wear really, uh, the color palette that you're going to, that you see it's just so vibrant compared to the color palette of, let's say, a Sesame Street or something. Yes. Sesame Street is more, you know, with the the, the brownstone in the background. Uh, they do have colorful characters, but it's not like blue, yellow, green, pink, like just really con- contrasting right in front of you. And their songs are crazy. They keep they they do they open and close with a song and the, and the opening and the closing like five minutes long, and the chorus just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating, and. You've, I've never seen Warren. He's like, he'd be just be walking around ah, and then just watching the whole time, not moving a muscle. And it, it got to the point where I didn't find out about it. Uh, Jess had to tell me, she goes, come down here, look at this. And he's just staring at the high five club. I recommend it. If you need a, uh, an immediate kind of like a, instead of uh, hitting, uh, Angelina with a tranquilizer dart, just, <laughs> Just, just, uh, just turn, just turn on, turn on, on high five club. See what she does with that. That's crazy. I wonder if it's the the bright colors. Oh, it has, and it has I, I was watching it and, and and the way they were talking their topics, I have no idea what they're talking because they were so generic. Oh, we're gonna learn about world animals today, and I couldn't understand what was going. I didn't even know what animal was because it was just so colorful and. Yeah. Oh, I guess they they know that little kids respond to that. Oh. I'm sure they have their research people like, hey, this is what you have to do to get kids to you know, Australians watch your are doing show. It. Australians are figuring it out. They're figuring it out. <sighs> well, th- what always gets me is, I don't know, you're obviously one, but I didn't realize <coughs> how bad YouTube was until... Oh, what happened? So... You know, we were on vacation probably in the summer, and um, it was it was rough. I mean, it was great, but it was rough for her because she was like out of her element. Was this her first out? Yes. Vaca- oh. And it was two weeks that we were in like Florida and she? Georgia. Two and a half. Oh boy. So oh it was boy. rough. So we would let her. She was one of those melty down kids at <laughs> restaurants during this period of time. And Isn't every kid though melty downy? Oh, see, yeah, that's a new term, folks. Melty, Melty Downy. Yeah. There you go. I, it's trademark. That's not by a new me. term. Every, everyone knows. We just, yeah, anyway, yes. So I would, you know, it was the first time I let her watch YouTube. And what I didn't realize is, you know, you put on a good, decent show. So yes. I would put on, I don't know, she likes Bob the Train. Mm-hmm. Not bad. If you ever want to, uh, you know, interesting, bright colors, but not, not, you know, they teach shapes with songs it's very good for kids mm-hmm. but i didn't realize like they have these fake cartoons so you know she watches paw patrol or whatever and they have mm-hmm. these fake like russian paw patrols where it's just you know instead of it being paw patrol it's like it's very good in the beginning and then all of a sudden they're ripping people's heads off yes. in the middle of it and i'm like uh-huh. <gasps> yep. and i'm like you know, I'm letting her watch it because I think it's still on like Bob the Train. And then all of a sudden I look down and I'm like, what is this? And I mm-hmm. grab it out and I'm like, you know, this I is... heard about this. I heard it's like a specific. I, I don't know if it was the Russians. Uh, well, you know, it could be, <laughs> it could be could whatever. <laughs> but um, it was a specific type of like trolling account or trolling type of uh, company yes. where they specifically. Let's see if I get this right. They specifically make these types of cartoons to, in spite of uh, 
of ignorant parents who decide to just let YouTube run, um, uh, you know, on that endless loop. Like they, they, their disclaimer is, oh, we put these in here just so, uh, you know, those ignorant parents get punished for just thinking that they can just leave it on if, loop for whatever well, to if, make them actively monitor, which I, th- I, I call 99% bullshit. And there's also a little bit of like, well, well, you know, I don't know if you exactly made it for that purpose. I think you did it to kind of just like fuck with parents. Yeah, I think so too. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's, you should have been out there watching the your parents child. Should, yeah, you know, and I, it starts out a lot of these. They start out innocent enough where it's like it really looks like it is. <laughs> Do you what remember it is? what was that? Happy Tree Friends. Do you remember that show? Vaguely, vaguely. It's exactly as you're describing it. Just nice and happy cartoon. And then the next thing you know, just the all types of dismemberment, decapitations, blood, blots, and lots of blood and gore and guts. And I was like horrified because I let her watch some of this. And I'm like, what did I do to her psyche now that she... But I mean, she doesn't remember it but i i never mm-hmm. i never let her just watch youtube after that i said no 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 i'm I, you can watch whatever but i have to monitor it because that's two and a half that's pretty crazy I, th- I think that's why uh on on netflix they have netflix kids like a specific yes. account that i love netflix kids. has yeah so that's one where <coughs> obviously you're paying for that streaming service but at least you know you're not going to run into uh, uh, car- cartoon cats decapitating cartoon bunnies or I know. whatever it is. And I think YouTube actually now has YouTube Kids. So ah, okay. there is, I, but I don't know uh-huh. if it's the same. You, you I haven't still, used it yet. You should still monitor it because the, I've, I forgot which podcast I was listening to. Uh, that where there's even quote gray areas of what that's what mm. that's supposed to be like they would show videos of uh, like parents you know videotaping their kids and, and showing them playing but then there would be like these really kind of like borderline oh look here's here's a kid and he or she is eating a banana and let's just really focus on them eating a banana you can draw whatever conclusions mm. you want from that and it's borderline at that point because the way that anyway so. Isn't that crazy? We have to worry about these things yeah. these days. Yeah. I mean, that's something I would have never had to. That's what. Well, that's what the advent of technology I and know. the full introduction of it. And it's uh, 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 another story to, to related, but like sidetrack with video games. I remember uh, my nephew. He got exposed to uh, Zelda on the Nintendo ah. Switch, the latest one on. Uh, very recently. I, I think he's about the same age, uh, a little older yeah, than, I think than he's Angelina a older. now. And at first, he started playing um, because, it, you know, you can explore. Yeah. And then he, I was sitting next to him as he, he was uh, exploring the world. And then he ran into a monster, which are obviously, they're all drawn. Yeah. But on a big screen TV, with the high definition graphics of what they, those monsters are, something of like stuff of nightmares, some of them that they, that they draw. And I look over at him and I see his like knee shaking, like shaking, shaking. And and I ask uh, my sister, is he cold? And, and he's going like, and she, and she goes, no, he's scared. He's actually, he got scared, like physically shaking wow. at the sight of, of the monster. And and so he hand the control and he go, monster. He wanted wow. me to beat, he wanted me to beat the monster. So he wanted you, he would get through all the Exploring, monster reports yeah. and then when it came to, wow. Yeah, that's a little young for probably. And th- this is how we knew how he was definitely uh, young. He actually learned how to play better and he, uh, to the point that like he, that 
that point he was scared of the monster and then like a month later he's he learned how to fight them so much in a way where he like he lets them he runs around he laughs as the monsters are chasing me they're chasing me they're chasing me which is cool but then it wasn't cool when they said okay uh time to take (coughs) time to take the game away different and then meltdown at that point so now it's uh I don't know if Angelina's run into it as far as you take the Kindle away or take the iPad away. That's that's the other part of that yes. I've yet to uh, run into. Yes. I don't know if you have yet. Yeah. So she, you know, sometimes, sometimes she's really good. Like when it comes to time for her to go to bed, she's usually pretty good. She'll shut everything off and she's ready to go to bed. But if you ju- if she's watching something and you take away, you know, she's like, mine, mine, mine. Oh. Why are you taking this away from me? So, and she'll melt down and she'll cry and, you know, it's just, okay, well, no, sorry, it's, it's done. But she does that with toys too. So it's not just the technology. It's Mm. if you take a toy away from her too, she's not happy if she's like, I'm playing with this. Oh boy. So, I mean, but it, it, I think it's rougher with technology because they get so into it that they. Well, because the technology is catered to give them that specific endorphin addictive rush. Exactly. So it's like, you're literally taking candy from a baby. Yes. At that point. Yeah. No, not literally. Sorry. Figuratively for all you pedantic people out there. All right. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to get into, it sounds like Angelina is really developing her personality now or it's the the certain parts of it are, are, are coming out. And I'm wondering if you've noticed, uh, these specific changes, uh, more so because she's your daughter and you're the mom, you know, so she's going to (laughs) take, take a lot at, uh, after you. So what have you noticed as you've, as you've come up, uh, raising Angelina? So yeah, it's, I mean, so she's very, she can be very draining because she's a lot of energy. You know, I think that's any kid. I mean, mm. most kids are a lot of energy, but you know, it's, she, um, I think because me and my husband are both stubborn, she got double the stubbornness gene. So <laughs> like, she's just set in her ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, what's worn like 17 months now and i'm sure you've mm. seen that development but like once they Slowly but surely, yeah. once they start really grasping emotions and how to m- manipulate you with emotions <laughs> then that takes your the game to a, a whole nother level i i when someone told me three nager someone said they turn into three nagers i'm like what does that mean i only heard of terrible twos i didn't find twos as terrible as okay. people thought because uh, they're not, they still don't understand. They're not as, emo- uh, well, every, every kid's different, but my uh-huh. daughter wasn't as, as bad in her twos. She's starting to get bad now in her threes. Three she, she's a three-nager and she wants what she wants and she doesn't want what she doesn't want. I mean, she's three hmm. and she's not potty trained. She just, because she just will not do it. Not because she doesn't know how or anything like that. She knows when she has to use the bathroom, she just does not want to do it. What was the specific technique that you, I don't know if it's a technique or was it? (laughs) I've tried. (laughs) There's so many people, you know, you could read online a billion ways to potty train your child. But I mean, we started young at like two, we started to show Mm -hmm. her what, you know, this is a potty. This is, 
And, you know, starting two and a half, we started to do the no diaper thing, just see if she'd... Is that a, that's a recommendation? Yeah, to that's try a recommendation. To... Yeah, oh. my, my pediatrician recommended that. Even my own doctors were like, oh, just, you know, let her run around without diapers. And, you know, she might do it. Throw her in the deep end. Yeah, see if she exactly. Swims. <laughs> and then, you know, and she, she would do it every once in a while. And okay. I'm like, okay, all right. But then she just, nope. No, no, she'd have her bad no. days. She'd have her bad days and she wouldn't do it. And, you know, it's hard when you're working parents because, you know, it's like mm. you only have the weekends to really try to get this in their heads. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes a day or two is not enough. And, you know, and sometimes we'd be lazy about it and we wouldn't, we would just skip a weekend of trying to teach her and, you know, oh, don't the, roll your eyes, parents. Everyone, you all get lazy. <laughs> we get a little lazy, and you know, it's you're the listening summer. to this right now as you're trying to <laughs> potty train. <laughs> exactly, and you know, you go you go out. It's the summer. You go out on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You don't want to potty train when you're out. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, and then and then she just would not do it. And then she got to the point where she just refused. And she, we know, she would just hold hold it from the moment she woke up to she couldn't hold it anymore and she just cry and cry and i can't i i can't i can take crying when it's like you know she's being bad or whatever and she's crying to melt down but if she's crying out of pain or like Mm. uncomfortableness um that's where i i like can't take it so i i like cave almost immediately because not immediately I, i'll say just sit down just sit down you can use the potty it's okay it's safe it's like i try to be happy and positive and that's what they tell you to do too make oh, it fun mm-hmm. and i try and she just will not do it and she's like nope 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 and she'll just cry until i put her in a diaper and so eventually i cave because i'm like i don't want her to like yeah. be in pain yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she definitely won't do it because she she'll associate associate peeing with like mm-hmm. being in pain so i'm like okay so um we have now ter- you know uh, most parents will have told me like it'll happen but it's um it's uh trying it's very trying when you're when your child is you know taking gigantic poops and you know it's you have to still change a diaper at three it's kind of gross at that point well th- yeah, I yeah. I hear I hear the same term of it it'll happen or you know eventually over the time as you saw with uh, Warren's lack of walking. Yeah. Not not him not able to walk. His lack of his voluntary lack of walking whereas you said you you saw him just take exactly. like you saw him take a bunch of steps easily. Yeah. Like, oh. That's where my little farm animals are. Okay, walk pop step 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 step. You asshole. I know. Cause... Why? Why that? All right, here. Go walk to mommy. Step <laughs> plop. Butt scoot, butt scoot, crawl, crawl. Because he doesn't want to do it. He just doesn't want to do it. So if he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. Same with potty training. I had that with one of my coworkers too, where uh, his son, a few months younger than than Warren, just only recently started cruising. Cruising meaning standing up and uh, holding on to, let's say, a chair or uh, a a table in order to walk, as opposed Mm -hmm. to not holding anything. And he said, oh, man, uh, we we were so worried because... Everyone yes. at his daycare, and this also includes Warren, everyone at his daycare is also walking right now, too. So he's the one one kid who, like, as everyone walks to their toys, he, like, he gets down all fours, crawls to it, and it's like, oh, dude, oh, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> and then and then he, he asked me, he goes, like, 
like, yeah, but do you get worried? Like, they're just not developing fast enough. And that's, you know. Yeah. You, you, you always, it's, you hear that. It's that worry. That's what I was going to, I was actually going to ask you that. Do, yeah. you, do you ever get worried because Absolutely. of that? You know, it's. it's I'm watching all of his classes. I'm, I'm watching, uh, the, the, like, uh, kids half his size or something get up and just, like, pop, 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 you know, waddle over to their toys. I'm like, dude, look at this. Look at this kid. This kid is crushing it. Mm-hmm. beating your ass come on dude and then he, uh, uh, you, you know. have to take a step back and be like okay it's gonna ha- it happens when it happens no he it, it took a while before he would even start cruising yeah so but now he cruises all the time so uh, all right at your, at your own pace we're not uh, ever as uh, i'm sure you've probably seen forcing anything yes you don't so. want to force anything no but it's it's funny how much pressure we put on ourselves sometimes because we're like okay our child's not you know our child's nope, not I'm not going to be like, at, I'm going to point it all out. You know, where some parents yeah. are just like, oh, Tommy is, you know, reading at a sixth grade level, even though he's two months old. You know, he's already doing the pole vault, <laughs> you know, all that, all that type of shit. Like, yeah, all right, whatever, Tommy. I'm going to I'm gonna walk in with Warren and just like, as you pop, like, see, look, something's wrong with him. I don't know. Yeah. Look at this. See this kid? Get up. No? Jerk. Yeah, yeah just, I know. Just, it's, just that. I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh my God. Yeah, uh, yeah you're going to worry. But I'm not going to. It's, it's yeah. just more so because, hey, dude, look, everyone, everyone else is walking right now. Yeah, it might be a little easier if you uh, Get stand on your toes you know? there. So. But then eventually it's funny. <laughs> and then when they do it, it's like, oh, they never. they What happened? They took a while to do this? Mm-hmm. What happened? You know, it's like. Then they do it, and then you forget all of, like, how long it took them to, like, get to that point. You're like, oh, now you're walking, man. We worried when he couldn't crawl. Like, he wouldn't crawl. And we thought, oh, he's not going to be able to crawl. And then as soon as he discovered it, oh, crap. Yep. And then as you can see, we have some locks on some of the doors. I had exactly. to shove all my guitar equipment into a isolated corner. He's uh, quick, too. Yeah. He's a quick crawler, too. I saw him crawl before. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, that's, like, 50-mile-an-hour crawl in there. Did you, something else my, my friend had mentioned to me, uh, that there would be like a week or two, as they're growing up, they do something really, really cute. Really cute. And you're like, oh, that's, a, and then never do it again after like, after that one or one or two weeks. They just stop doing that cute thing. I don't know. So, sometimes, like she, right now she's into this thing where she'll kiss me mm-hmm. and I, I have to ask her why she kissed me. And she says, because I love you. And I'm like, oh, this oh. is so cute. Oh, You're killing me. You're pulling my heartstrings. But I'm sure like mm-hmm. it might be one of those two th- things where it's like two weeks later, she's like, won't do that anymore. I'm like, oh, you know how uh, a doggy will look at you and then kind of like cock its head to the yes. side. Warren, sometimes when he's in his high chair eating, he stopped doing this like a month or two ago. But as he was, like, learning to eat in, in the high chair, he would look at you, and then instead of just cocking, he would turn his whole body to the <laughs> side like this. And just <clears throat> just lean to the side and, and give cute. you the cheesiest oh. smile. Oh. And just lean. And then he'd oh. come back. He'd wait for you to lean, too, to, you know, to look at the same point of view that he is. Stop doing it. Oh, no. That's so cute. I would. That's sad. It's funny, though. Those things that you also, too, forget. Like, I'm sure Angelina did a ton of things like that cute. Mm. But, like, can I remember these things? Oh, no. 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 There's uh, you have everyone has a limited amount of RAM in their their head right now. And it's just replaced by the uh, next big thing. In this case, your potty training and meltdowns. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm like, and, and, you know, lack of sleep doesn't help. And work and all this other thing mm-hmm. stuff you need to to know i'm like 
basic bodily things sometimes you forget to i'm like wait did i brush my teeth did i (laughs) i've been finding that like especially with 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 jess and i too that getting so locked up in the uh um taking care of your kid it's very easy to forget taking care of yourself yeah especially with you and you're very busy too What 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 are your latest ventures that you're going into that have been uh, taking up your time. So, well, I started the new job, so it's it's a much longer commute now. So, mm-hmm. um, I it takes me forty five to an hour to get into work and to get out of work at the Are end of the day. Are you still playing defense? You're playing offense. I'm playing offense now. Oh, oh yes. you were defense. I was right. defense. Now I'm on the more offensive side. The um, prosecutor, right? Well, we're we're. No? I work for a law enforcement agency. Okay. So we don't. You know, we're not. We don't prosecute, but we we're. Um, we support, you know, you we support, uphold the law. Yes, exactly. Mm. So, yeah, I, I have s- switched sides, so it, it is different. Is it the dark side? Uh, no, <laughs> I love it. No, I have to say um, that for the first time, I'm truly happy in my career, mm. which is, um, I mean, I was, ha- oh, I can't, you know, it's, it's sad to say that because I loved, I always loved, I loved being a public defender for all those years, but I definitely am much happier than I was then. Do you think it, w- it was the public defending position itself that uh, was um, taking a toll on you? Or was it just kind of like everything else that wrapped around it that uh, it was... I think a takes little... Takes a toll versus now where you said... That you said your commute is much nicer, right? No, or, my commute is much more difficult. Oh, it's much more difficult yeah, it now. Is. But you're happier. But I'm happier. So it... The Go com- into that. Exactly. Go into that. So, you know, I'm... Okay, so I, I I used to have a fifteen minute commute. Now I have an hour. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I loved what I did, but it was it was a lot. It was it took a, a big toll on you. You're I had a lot of clients mm-hmm. that you know, and everybody is demanding because it's their life at stake. Sometimes you know. And which region of Jersey is this? Um, I was in Bergen County. Okay. So, um, you know, and and. It's very demanding work. I mean, mm. you have a lot of people and, and you have clients that, um, you know, it's their life on the line. They're, they're, they could be facing a lot of time in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, everybody wants their case um, defended 100%. And you just don't have the time to do that. I mean, mm. you know, if I have 50 clients, yeah. I, you know, I'd have to work 24 hours a day to give each client a hundred percent of, you know, of yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. So it was very draining work. I loved it. It was interesting. It was never a dull day. I think I did it very well. I tried to give my clients the best, but it was just, it was at the end of the day, it was draining and, you know, I was in court multiple times during the week, and it was it was hard to get things done, um, and I didn't feel effect as effective anymore. So I, um, I now in this new role, I I found that I really enjoy it because I have time. It's busy. It's mm-hmm. a very busy job, but mm-hmm. I have the time and the support really to do my job well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm learning new things. It's always exciting to learn new things and new areas of the law. I'm doing like employment law and mm. trade law and all these different aspects that I, I never got to do um, before. So it's new. It's exciting. I have um, amazing coworkers, amazing uh, supervisors. It's, it's, um, 
it's definitely different mm-hmm. and it's still a lot of work, but, yeah. um, much more interesting. <laughs> and I feel like I actually have the ability to give my work like a hundred percent of myself as before where I felt, you know, I was giving, you know, half of myself to my job. It's just draining and it's hard to do. Did you find any type of worldviews being shattered or changed or shifted uh, as you progressed through? You know, it's 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 interesting. Not really. So hmm. I, going from, you mean like flipping sides, did I, or just like everything. going through, through the everything. process? Yeah. So, you know, I think going in, when I first became a public defender, I, you know, I thought the world was shiny and bright and the justice system, you know, worked and, you know, every, you know, we got a fair shake, everybody got a fair shake, but then, you know, I get, you get in and, you know, I did what's called indigent criminal defense. So I'm, I'm representing people that are extremely poor. I mean, below Mm. the poverty line in New Jersey is people that, you know, maybe they're just on, you know, disability, they're barely making it through and, and, you know, they, they're getting charged with these crimes and were they, were they, and this is just to semi tie it into what we were talking about raising, um, our, our kids in this world. Did they have, uh, both literacy and computer literacy? No, 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 no. Some people couldn't, yeah. Some people could not read. I mean, I didn't, I didn't encounter many people that couldn't read, but there Mm -hmm. were people that couldn't read people, no technological literacy. I mean, there's some people, yeah. yeah, you're right. They don't, they don't have computers. They don't have any, they barely have phones. I mm-hmm. mean, um, you know, some people didn't have phones. How do I contact you? You know, it's as simple as that is how can I contact you? Sometimes I'd have to contact their sister, their mother, mm. their girlfriend, their boyfriend, because they didn't even have a phone mm-hmm. to, for you to, isn't that crazy? You think that's it crazy is. these days because everybody you has take a it, cell you phone. You take it for granted, not even you cell do. phone, but a lot of like your registration processes for a lot of, uh, uh, uh licenses or yeah. registrations. Uh, just the DMV. Yeah. Um, you obviously you can go there, but they stress, oh, just do it online. Which obviously, I'm sure ninety. If you're listening to this mm-hmm. podcast, I almost guarantee you do it online. Yeah. As far as renewing your registration, yeah. but in order to do that, gotta know a computer, gotta know a browser, gotta know. Yes, so, you need to. But and and some people don't even know how to do that, and then they don't have licenses. Some people don't have licenses, and imagine, just imagine, you're poor, you have no car, you you or your car, your license is suspended because you don't you don't pay something Mm -hmm. and then you're arrested and you can't get to your job you can't get to probation you can't get to court dates you can't get here you get there i mean and what if you're in a place where there's no buses no trains no cars you know no no one to drive you there it's like it's a very it's a very rough system for poor people it's it's rough too i've i've heard something along the lines of it's um um it's not really laws of attraction. I, I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what this concept is. I'll just say it bluntly. It's if you're when you're at zero or close to zero, it's really hard to get away from zero. Yes. Like you need a lot of you need to build a lot of social or financial momentum yes. even to like start moving out of it. But once you have a little bit of money, then like okay, you kind of pull away from that magnetic zero to the one, and then yeah. you're stuck at one. And yes. they're like, All right. And then you work a little more, and it's. 
it's tough to go either way. It's tough to drop back down to zero, but also at the same time, it's tough to move away from one. So I agree zero, with you. Go ahead. I agree with you. I think that's a hundred percent. And you're sometimes when you're at zero, you're surrounded by other people that are at zero. Ooh. So then how do you, how do you break out of that? And you could mm. go to that person while well, you need to do this and you need to do that, but they don't, they, they can't conceptualize that. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. You're like kind of in a cycle. And mm. to break out of that cycle is, is very difficult because you don't have the support system. You don't have parents like, um, you know, I had very supportive parents. You go to school, you go to college. Some people, you know, their parents don't care what they do. They come, they go, they use drugs, or whatever, <coughs> whatever. They don't, mm. they don't care. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, how do you find the internal strength to overcome that when you have, you're surrounded by that? And it's, it's, it's cyclical. I, I see, Unfortunately, I see that a lot and, you know, and some people, they don't, you know, they don't have the opportunity or the means to break out of that, you know, and you, you Mm. try and I would try to counsel clients I had that were in that cycle to, you know, just, you know, do this, but it's hard, you know, I'm, I'm talking from a place of privilege, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, certain people are, you know, privileges spectrum but I'm, I'm talking from a place of privilege where i got to go to school my parents cared they cared if i did homework you know the you know how do you you can't even imagine you can't even you can sympathize but you can't empathize because you're not I'm, i've never had nothing and trying to break myself out of nothing mm-hmm. so just you know and that's why they get trapped in the criminal justice system is they just they 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 know sometimes they know no other way and they can't you know it the saddest the saddest stories for me are always the drug users and those that are stealing to like help their families oh like the lay miz type of you know stealing bread to mm. uh feed your family that always uh, just it tugged you know and that's also a reason that the job was hard because you know you feel bad for these people because you hear their stories and you know sometimes they're not bad people they're just addicted to drugs you know their doctor prescribed opioids at some point because they hurt mm. their back mm-hmm. and then their doctors don't you know kind of get them off of that in the correct way they just stop it or they you know they they take them off too quickly and then they're there they they need something and like mm-hmm. what, they go they go to the corner and they find whoever that's selling heroin and the heroin gives them the same you know high that the opioids did and and you're now you're breeding heroin addicts and you know those always like tugged at my heartstrings because you're like you know these aren't bad people they're just addicted and addiction is again i can't empathize i can only sympathize but i can't you know they're just stuck they're stuck in the cycle they they're not themselves they can't break out of it so what do you do and and the people that are poor and they're stealing to feed their family and people are like why don't you get a job well because, you know, they try and their jobs are paying $7 an hour and, you know, they have three kids and, you know, their husband is or boyfriend is not in the picture anymore. And what do you do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's, you know, I always sympathize for those people because it's, you know, they're not bad people, but they're just stuck there and they're in this, this endless, endless cycle. Um, and they can't get out of it. And those that can, I always... I'm always proud of. So there was a few um, during my time where they like really turned their lives around and I will forever remember those people because I, you know, I was rooting for them from like the beginning. I'm like, you can do this. You mm-hmm. can, you could stay clean. You could be sober. You can go to, you know, I had one client that was in 
a rehab for like two years and he came out and he was, he was doing great, you know, and you get, you're like, Oh, they did it, mm-hmm. you know, but then you also have the other end. So it, it's, it, yeah. it, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's great and it's terrible. And, um, it's, it's something that we're not going to ever really fix. I don't think. See, so. you joined the, uh, you joined the good guys. Remember in the beginning, we were saying, oh, you could be either a doctor or a lawyer. Well, see, you're a lawyer you're trying to help them I do, yes. uh, uh, break out of the criminal justice system. And then, uh, obviously the doctors, they're the ones, uh, prescribing those opiates. <laughs> exactly. See, I am on the better side. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a, I mean, we all know it's a crisis in this country, everything with these opioids and the drugs and everything. I mean, do they, I, do, do people all know though? Do I don't know. know? Maybe not. Maybe I'm Why just do, assuming. Do you, do you have like a, a, a general like uh, summary of what that crisis is? I, I or what from what you've seen? Like, I think it, it goes hand in hand with what I was I was um, stating before. I think especially to the um, the poor. I mean, I think in the poor mm. communities, it's it's just rampant because um, it's just so available everywhere. But I, so I think that. Um, as I summarized in the story before, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot through doctors mm. and really this out of control prescription of pain medication, mm-hmm. um, heavy pain medication, um, and not really monitoring people, not monitoring people after you're putting these, them on these like oxycodones and these, you know, sometimes very addictive too, right? Very addictive, highly addictive. I mean, um, you know, I, I know someone that's on, um, fentanyl patch. What is that? Fentanyl is a extremely highly addictive, uh, opioid drug that is now working its way into the U S. Um, but it's also used by doctors, um, to treat chronic pain. So this is, I mean, this is high, high level, um, pain management. Mm. Um, and you know, they tried high be, to high being as very, uh, like, 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 let's say the, uh, a standard opioid pill is like at the scale of a one. Yeah. Is this, this patch is like, like at like 50 or a hundred. Like, I mean, I maybe not that much, but definitely like, much, you definitely know, stronger. it's much, much stronger. Okay. And it's for those with like chronic pain. All right. But you know, I saw this person like try to come down off of that just a little bit by, by milligrams shaking and the oh, nausea and the like just terrible, like terrible. Mm-hmm. And this is just coming down off of it. Imagine like, your doctor's like, okay, you don't need this anymore. I'm going to take you Jeez. off of this. And like, you, you, you don't want to feel the, the terrible things you're feeling. So you're like, okay, what can I do? What can I take? What can I, you know? And then they, they and resort. They're in pain. And they're in pain. They're in chronic pain. So what, what do you do? Or you can't afford it anymore. Say, you know, you've got crummy insurance or you have no insurance. You can't afford it anymore. Heroin is much cheaper than oh, prescription opioids. Whew. Much cheaper. So what do you do? I mean, so I, that's not the, the entire source of, of sort sure. of the crisis, but I mean, I think the the pain management is um, really has and the spurred over-pres- it. And the over-prescription of it. I mean, yeah, I understand doctors don't want their patients to be in pain and patients don't want to be in pain. Um, you know, pain is, is terrible, but you know, we're, we're just, I think, overdoing it. And then you're leading to people if, if they can't, you know, come off of these drugs, in a way they, they turn to something else, something maybe cheaper. And there's a lot of people these days that are addicted to heroin and then fentanyl, fentanyl is coming into this country and fentanyl, like I was telling you before, it, 
it's prescribed, but it's also it's so dangerous. It's a, such a dangerous drug. If you inhale pure fentanyl, you can die even like a few grains Jesus. of fentanyl. You could die. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that powerful of an opioid. So, I mean, it's, if it's, it's coming into the country in this pure form and people, you have to have, if you're a law enforcement trying to interdict fentanyl, you have to like hazmat up. I mean, you have to mask and gloves. This is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. And it's coming in now. Um, you know, heroin is not enough anymore. So now we're getting fentanyl and it's some people just, you don't realize it. you don't, you know, if you're, you're sitting and you're not, you know, who who knows that this the stuff is coming into this country and and how bad it can be. And have you run into the, well, I obviously I can't run into specific cases that you've, you've yes. gone over, but uh um I guess I can ask in general has law now have to start dealing with yes. this. Yes. Um It's a pers- and it's prescribed too. Sometimes or? it's yeah, it's prescribed, but you know it's in diluted form. Mm. Obviously, it's it's an opioid, so it's they use it for chronic pain. But then people who are not in chronic pain, oh, or they they mm. it's also become a recreational drug. Oh Jesus! Yes, I mean not in the pure form, obviously the deadly form, but they like dilute it down. They mix it with heroin. It's it's yeah. It's um whatever happened to just playing like the Nintendo Switch and being overstimulated <laughs> by the graphics of Didn't Legend of Zelda. Off, we started off with Zelda and we're now we're talking yeah. about fentanyl. What what happened here to this podcast? Uh, this, <laughs> this is standard. You're on you're this is this I'm is good? on par. Okay, good. This is on I'm par with the rabbit I holes. I didn't want to get too far afield. No, this is this is, th- I, I'm, this is I'm finding it fascinating yeah. because I've heard the name dropped. Because uh, mm-hmm. you hear blank and all, or or mm-hmm. whatever, when and when I would hear some type of a uh, drug discussion, but uh, this is nice as far as like diving into the specifics of it. Yeah, didn't know it became in a patch form. Didn't know there was a it was using it for recreational purposes, and it's just kind of like at a certain point. I can't just legalize weed or, or something. I know, right? I, I don't Doesn't know. it just, like at this point you're just like, what's point, going? Just, <laughs> this is nothing compared to what's yeah. coming. In. Uh, yeah, I, I, I people understand. are just going to get really hungry. They're going to consume Nabisco products, which are horrible on their own, <laughs> uh, but they taste much better, or so I hear. You know, uh, and and they and they watch a lot of Netflix, exactly, and they'll leave YouTube on, and apparently. <laughs> YouTube kids eventually <laughs> to the point that uh, bunnies are getting decapitated in, in, in See, cartoons. We gotta, that's all that. That's all that happens. Yeah, I know, but we we're we're at like a. I mean, these are the the serious drugs that are killing people. I mean, these are the the bad. I mm. mean, it's like technology. You know, it's it's sad. You know, as technology grows, so do people. Oh, they're pushing the edges of. They're it. pushing the edges of of drug use too. It's it's Jeez. kind of inc- it's kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, they have synthetic stuff now too, where they're they're creating. Oh, the lab yeah. and i mean it's but you know and my dad likes to say in the 70s there was like crack there was heroin and not even really heroin there was like crack. He, li- he likes to say it <laughs> <laughs> you know he well no he's you know he's at a, least in the good old he's days the, he's the child of the 70s so he's we, like you know we got there our was... stuff from the earth where it's supposed to come from <laughs> he's like you know no, you're, crack, over in, you're overthinking it people you're over engineering this shit <laughs> yeah he's like there was like you're two overthinking drugs, this problem <laughs> three drugs i mean what what's now i mean now yeah, it's there's just, something to the couch or you're not 
<laughs> you look at that controlled dangerous substance list, that federal oh, controlled dangerous. There's like oh. a, a billion things on that thing. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, my dad's like, oh, there used to be only three drugs. <laughs> <laughs> now there's everything. I'm sure your dad must enjoy all the updates you give. Oh, as yes. far as from the, the the law enforcement side yes. of like ah well not, not dad you, you you can't even t- you can't even say that anymore dad yeah it's, exactly know? no so. it's yeah my <laughs> the, all the seventies people are like ah this generation what's going on I would bring up certain things uh, to, to my to my dad who's seventy and he would just shake his head and I'd just just go geez or like oh my god to the point not that he's mad he's just goes, yeah. really I showed him the Nintendo Switch you know yes. the thing where you, oh, you, yeah. you take it out of the TV and then it's in your system and then you put it back into the system and then it's back onto the TV and he he goes ah oh, he just shook his head almost like in frustration like ah oh, that's too much now what what are you, what are you doing what is this I, it's isn't it yeah yeah I left um my parents are watching watching my daughter right now and i left <laughs> the apple tv going and i told mm. them i said you know what i'm putting it on whatever nick jr or whatever because i know you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to work this so <laughs> let it just let it just be just you know just let it go because they just uh, yes that technological literacy yes they try my uh, probably angelina could you know deal do it probably oh, yeah better than they get, the, they get the earlier exposure to that i think i think that's the key i remember as i was growing up i didn't really get exposed to computers as hardcore until i was maybe nine and that's when they sat me down and like here you want to play this computer game well you gotta you know and they give me a, a list of directions mm-hmm. that i have to type into the thing there was no you know, yeah there click. was yep it was just have, having to do it via the command line so i got used to that or mm-hmm. just being exposed to like fucking up a lot yeah because like, I, I, no, I had no idea yeah how to do that and i think do you think that's I, that's what i personally think a lot of uh when it doesn't even have to be older generations it's just gonna be anyone when they're exposed to something new they don't want to make a mistake they don't out of the gate oh so. yeah I, you know you like you triggered something in my head like i think someone was talking to me adults don't want to do trial and error anymore really? because they're that's afraid of failure hmm so kids don't care. They'll, they, yeah. that's how they learn. They try, trial and error. Warren will, you know, pick up something in a way and figure things out and Ball he'll fail butt, and he'll up, fail. Knock his head. Exactly. And he'll fail. And then eventually he'll get it right. And, you know, but adults, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't do trial and error anymore. We don't want to fail. So We're we don't. We're setting our ways. Yeah, Michelle. we are. I believe me, I know I don't want to try new things sometimes. So like we're afraid, so afraid of failing when we get older that we mm-hmm. don't do the trial and error anymore. And I think that's the, a, a big thing with technology is when you use it, especially the techno, te- uh, technologically uh, literate stuff, it's the type of thing where it's either a lot of the times it's, you're either right or you're wrong when you do it, yes. you know? Yeah. So there's no room to kind of like wiggle your way through mm-hmm. or partial, what, what was that thing? You get partial credit. Yeah. It, part now. Like, and a lot of people aren't used to that. They're, they don't, and they don't like that. They don't yes. like being told, no, you did this like wrong. Exactly. So as, as I was growing up, I, I fucked up, you know, yeah. typing or, or whatever millions of times before it's like, okay. And it's not that I was smart. It's just that at one point, just like Warren, where like, all right, out of 100 times, 99 times, I knocked my head and almost killed myself. Mm-hmm. And the one time that I did it, okay, now let's just replicate that. Yeah, exactly. I, didn't fig- I had to figure out, like, I, how? I don't want to hurt my head anymore. You know? Yeah, but so, you did it and you, you know, and it, uh, well, you didn't care. You, I mean, really, did you at that age? Did you care about hmm. 
I don't know. I no, I didn't care because I want. I I had the the carrot dangling carrot at the end of the yeah, the stick. Where it's exactly. like, as long as you do all these like crazy commands, get to play the game exactly. At the end. So, so like, you'll do whatever I will do it takes. What I have to. You know. So remember back in the day uh, before we had iTunes or or whatever you had, uh, all, all those other things, Napster, Kazaa, oh, or all those old yes. school. You had to go through. You had to jump through certain hoops in order to get that free download yes. but like it was it was the thing that you know i want i'm gonna the, get this i don't know you're, you're like i want this smash mouth album on the yeah for free right and how am i gonna get it i just threw smash mouth out there uh as random folks I'm not a smash <laughs> mouth a, fan, so you're not <laughs> just I, I i was i'm old i'm trying to think of something that was old at the time I know, and i hope i i got my reference i think right. that's good i think the smash mouth was a good but, reference but but the thing was like you would do that and you had time to do that yeah. you could search for whatever and to get the free game or free uh, uh software or whatever else it is you were yeah. uh searching for on the internet at the time as growing adults hmm. anyway mm. so and then at at a certain point especially with music i was like i don't want to do that yeah. anymore it's just yeah. i could just Pay this and be done with be it. Be done with it. Yeah. Boom. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I know. The same. Same. You. Know, you just don't want to. You don't want to put the effort into it anymore. You're just like, okay, I can just give you some because of this green stuff. Because you already do so much effort with Angelina. You yeah. Do your job. Your commute. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. You know what? I'd rather pay this amount of money, give it to me, and then I don't have to worry about spending. You don't have the the two hours to, mm-hmm. you know, a day to maybe get whatever. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't have the time. And I think with uh, kids growing up, they would think like, oh, you know, the, the parents are so lazy or why, or, or, or why do you do that? And then as we're explaining here, you have the time to fuck up as much as you yes. want because you're young. You're young. I never, I and took then, that for and, granted. I know. Yeah. I took that for granted. I also took for granted the, the fact that, um, uh, all the all these things that people would like pay for in order to do, they're like oh they're just li- you know they're they're lazy because and they're yeah. just uh, rich whatever yes. upper upper whatever I'm not like that I'm going to be hard working class I'm I'm going to do it all the time and then you realize that you're thinking that when you're 18 when you have yes we started from quote zero yes. or something and then once you double in age and you've started to accumulate some you're like oh all right. And then yes. that's when Grubhub comes in. All right, I'm starting to eat out. Not yeah. eat out. Not eat out. Take out. Get yes. it. I don't even talk to anybody. I just click, 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 click. And then the next thing, you know, the food is. I know. It's here. You don't need to, you don't need interacting anymore with people. I, when I was down in New Orleans, I get, there was this app called Post postmates or whatever and What's they that? just it's like a the uber eats where they just oh. come and deliver it to you <gasps> and it was so nice <laughs> and i was like oh this is lovely but yeah you just don't have the like the energy it takes sometimes mm. to and i was like how did my mom do it you know i've never actually probably asked her this but i was like i don't like i think this almost daily like how did my mom like cook and clean oh, and everything you... looks great and Imagine like uh, your your dad pulls you aside and goes, "Remember I was talking about cracking cocaine." <laughs> Imagine that. Maybe who knows? Maybe that's how they did. I don't know, but I'm like, you know, and maybe my memory's faulty, but like, I'm like, our house was clean. Mm. You know, my mom cooked. You know, five nights out of the week. Um, you know, she drove me around. Ever like how? How did she do that and mm. stay? 
sane because I go crazy when I, you know, get home and I'm like, I have to cook and clean and give her a bath and put her to bed. She probably did the post See this twitch in my eye? That, yeah. was, that was from you at two to four. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm like, I'm like saving everything for one day when she like is really bad and but understands things. I'm gonna be like, I'm my my default right now waiting period is is oh you're 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 gonna be such a jackass slash asshole. <laughs> like I'm expecting it. Yeah. And if it turns out that he's quote not an, an asshole okay that's cool if it turns out to be a good kid hey that's a bonus yeah know? no so I'm, that's, I'm, ex, I'm ex, you have to set your bar low I'm, I'm, yeah exactly set the bar yeah, low and hope mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's the best you know what that's the best ex- advice for parents ever <gasps> set the bar, set really the bar low. low yes <laughs> and then your kid will not move right <laughs> He's not going to speak. He or she, they're not going to do anything. Thing. And then when they they're do it. Act, they're actively out there to get you. Yes. That's what, that's, that's what you set there. Yeah, uh, the set bar the at. bar. And mm-hmm. then you'll be so happy when they do even the minor things. But what about, no, wait, wait, wait. But what about the parents where the kid is actively out to get them? Then, but then what do you do? I don't know. Oh, then okay. it's like, sorry. No advice for them? You got you got this shafted. Uh, you just ride it out. They'll be, they'll be 20 soon <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I know that you are keeping yourself very busy, obviously, with uh, with the job, with, with Angelina. But also, um, I'd like to talk about this because you actually started trying out for, uh, what is that, a certain position in one of the branches of our great military. Yeah, so I... Um, the most selective one, actually. Yeah. And I, or so I hear. I hear that. Uh, there, yes, it's very selective. So last year, I actually... Um, interviewed to be a uh, JAG officer in the Air Force. And I was selected. Yeah, it is very, very competitive. Um, It's a very, very competitive position. I hear that too. I've I've read stories where it's like, if you're not over this height or yeah, yeah, forget about it. um, It's it's extremely competitive. I mean, I think their selections like... 10%. 10%. I don't know. Jeez. Something ridiculously Jeez. low. Yep. Um, I think I just had an advantage because a lot of people that are going into it were our, our students that are coming out of law school. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I had experience before I applied and it was something I really, um, you know wanted to you, you do. Know what, you know what it was? It, it was, they saw, did you put down jujitsu at Rutgers? <laughs> Is that no. what it was? Yes, no? it must have been it my it must have been my year of jujitsu at there Rutgers. You that you oh, know. Oh, there you go. I, I uh, for uh, per- personal reasons, this podcast. Yet another another person who does martial art in this case jujitsu. So yes, I keep I keep the ninety nine percent going. You really go um, you're yes. you're setting. I have the bar a very selective here. clientele. <laughs> a podcast guest. I had to. I had to. You know, I had that one. But you are you are. We we have we had a guest, Erica, who mm-hmm. was uh, a lawyer and also you did work at the UN too, right? A yeah. Right. I did. So she also did work at the UN too. Oh, wow. And she's, a, and she's a, a, a lawyer now as well. But she does not have Air Force credentials. Mm. Ah, that's what Sorry, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, but sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went through the whole process and uh, it was it was definitely interesting being, you know, I'm thir- 32 now. I was 31 mm-hmm. when I did this. And uh, the people going into the Air Force are very young. Mm. So it was interesting um, applying at 31 and then going to like the, you know, 
the uh, we they have like a physical where you have to go for oh a day to do like go against physical. the young bucks, yes. the spring and, like, chickens. You know, there's 19 year olds and 20s, and I feel like this old like wise hen, like you know, <laughs> sitting there <laughs> the with them. Yep. And I'm like, what? What's you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's so it was, it was it was interesting to be older and and um, going through that process. Unfortunately, because uh, personal reasons, I couldn't. I couldn't continue on, uh, mm-hmm. family reasons. Um, I felt like I had to stay local. So, mm-hmm. um, hence, hence why that never panned out, but it was, it was, um, an interesting experience. <laughs> it really was, um, to go through all that and, um, you know, it, it would have been interesting to have, I, and then I was training to, mm-hmm. uh, cause you have to, even though I would be an attorney, I still had to do a mile in a certain time period mm-hmm. and sit ups and push ups. And, you know, I'm not a, I hate running. Running is my mm-hmm. least favorite. Well, why do you need to run? You'll be flying a jet, right? No, they, no? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, who knows why I had to run. Kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had to like <sighs> train to try to do them. I think it was like a mile and like something super easy but for me yes. it was it mm-hmm. was difficult no i had to do three miles in like you know like uh i don't know 15 i don't like minutes. that miles word anything about like i, I know, said my joke right? is anything about 200 meters is long distance for me so. i don't i i can sprint i'm a really good sprinter but to <coughs> mm-hmm. do distance and i was tr- i was trying to train every day and yep. i'm like oh this is terrible and i'm texting <laughs> jess saying how do you do this that's something like, erica has on you erica runs marathons oh so. erica okay erica <laughs> Okay, you got that on me, Erica. <laughs> I don't know. How, I couldn't. Whew, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. even like to run down the street. So yep. I mean, um, so it was interesting to go through that whole process, and then I would have had to go away for like three months, three and a half months for mm. training too, which would have been hard. But it would have. It would have. You know, gone fast. I mean, but um, you know, it, it would have been, it would have been such a change in lifestyle too. Oh, I can't obviously. even imagine. I can only imagine the travel that you would have to yeah, do, right? Yeah, and they could put you basically anywhere, anywhere in the country, in the world, really. I mean, um, they could put you in Guam, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know too much about you. I don't know much <laughs> too much about Guam either. I was just, I was, you know, praying at the time. I'm like, please don't send me to Guam. I don't know anything about Guam. I, I, I was, I was barely like, oh, Bergen County. Okay, cool. Yeah. When we were doing that, I'm like, oh, where is that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. So, uh, you know, Even that was. I lived there for like five <laughs> plus years. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it, it would have been, it would have been interesting, but it would definitely been. A change in lifestyle. And right now, as you said, you've found kind of a bit of a balance. Yes. Do you th- Has this been very recent within the past year or more or just like even more recent where you're kind of falling into a, a routine that you can manage? I think it's been since I started the new job, I've started to like okay. get into the new routine. Because like you have to, I think every time you start like a new life Mm-hmm. challenge whatever I'm, I'm making this really philosophical life challenge oh, no, absolutely new right. job or anything yeah. you have to like readjust you mm-hmm. know because i went from a 15 minute commute where i was coming home and mm-hmm. blah, 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 to now not driving at the using the train and all that fun stuff so i had to like come into a better routine um i do 
really like to cook every night if I can, mm. which is a real big challenge. So I have to like try to figure out what am I going to make for the week and like meal prep and try to meal prep and not meal prep and do whatever and make hot dogs, whatever. Um, so it's like trying to figure that out coming home late and like I can't, I have to feed these people by, you know, a certain time. <laughs> So it's just come, getting that balance and then trying to be a parent too, yep. you know, like that's the hardest thing is trying to also be present for your child when you're trying, trying to, to do that energy up hundred other things. Yes. Trying to keep that energy up. Well, mommy, mommy, look at this. And you're just, oh, yes. oh geez. Oh, wait, wait until the, the phase where they're like, look at me, 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 what I'm doing. Look, look now, look now, look now. And like, they're constantly like around you and like, you're trying to like cook hot food and they're like five inches from you mm-hmm. and you're like, no, get away, please. And like, they're just trying to suck up all your energy and you feel bad. Like there's like that guilt associated where like, can you give me like half hour to like prep this food and yep. like go off and play you got a somewhere. tag team you gotta you 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 pass it off yeah. to, to yeah danny here dan and then obviously <laughs> it gets passed off to you exactly it goes back That's what, and forth it's it's a it's a challenge though speaking of uh, uh finding uh ways to as you progress further in life to make things easier and uh for jess and i being up i think we've we've mentioned it one once or twice but we did uh we currently still do blue apron every yes. once in a while so that's the one way that they don't deliver the meal exactly, to exactly. You. You, still, you still have cook. to cook it yes still have to cook it people <laughs> <laughs> they just did to proportion it out real nice for you yes. yes no but blue apron we did blue apron like uh we did the tr- like the trial week and mm-hmm. it was it was very good yep. i think it's like a good solution for people that want to like eat healthy mm. and still you know want to fresh and healthy but don't really have the like prep time that goes into fresh and eating healthy yes. um <laughs> which a lot of people you know it's tough it's tough obviously that's 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 very tough it's tough you're working you're doing other things like i Sadly, you know, you and Jess have multiple multiple extracurricular activities, mm. as I like to say. You know, you do you, jujitsu, you, you have trying band. To. I mean, trying you, to. You try, you try. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All well, those things are quote yeah, trying but, to. But you know, if you also have like not just work, you have things that you want to do to keep yourself sane and like, like a this functioning podcast, person, folks. like this podcast this? too. This is where we get to vent. Exactly. Right. Exactly, so. and you try to like do all these things, and it's it's hard to. Mm. How do you, you know, it's, it's, you have it all. We would have weeks where, uh, uh, we'd settle into a groove and Mm -hmm. we're thinking, yeah, everything's great. Life is, life is good. And then this past week he, uh, had the 103 degree fever for like three, three days in a row. Yes. What do you mean? Yes. Oh, uh, no, no, I don't mean like, yes, no, but like, I'm just, no, no, <laughs> it really, that sounded terrible. This town, that sounded terrible. I do not wish, I love Lauren. I do not wish him to have 103 fever. No, I'm just like empathizing with you in terms of like, oh, I remember oh, when more. that happened. Tell me more of how... Tell me the torture you went through. <laughs> no, I just like empathize with yeah. like that happening. Like when all of a sudden I, they're like I'm, I'm super sick. Super everyone sick. knows. Yeah. Everyone knows you're a horrible person, Michelle. Yeah, everyone after knows that. it's fine. So we had the 103 and uh, we got to the point where, all right, we're going to put the cold compresses yes. on him. Oh, and, baby. and the crazy part was, and this is what my, 
I was talking with my jujitsu instructor as well too, because he, he went yeah. through it. He goes, and what happened when you pull the towel off? I'm like, it's hot. The towel was hot after yeah. you. I'm like, I couldn't believe how hot physically yes. feeling that uh, a Warren could be, especially as a baby, especially at yeah. 103. And then um, what else did uh, my my instructor tell me? Oh, and I would just imagine as humans, like we we go down at like 101. We're like. Yes. It feels like death. Now death. imagine 103, 105, we'd be, we'd be dead yeah. at that point. Yeah, exactly. My coworker one-upped me she because she had a kid as well, too, maybe a, a few months behind Warren. Mm -hmm. And I told her about yeah. the 103, and she goes, 106. <gasps> and then I, what did and, you do at that point? Emergency room, oh, obviously. Geez. But then I, I I started going, her name her name is Nydia. I'm like, look what you got to do, Nydia. What, you, you're trying to one-up me now? <laughs> We Why? Like I threw out a 103. Did you yeah. just pull that number? Anyway, That's what I was parents just do. We one up each other. Oh, oh, I, you, you think you know 107. fever. 107. <laughs> 107. Wait till, you know, I cooked, a, I cooked an egg on my kid's head. Exactly. You know? That's we what like to. <laughs> <laughs> we hey that's what we don't you know it's not the one up like do you know what level i got in you know yes. this video game now it's you know how sick my child was or whatever mm -hmm. oh you're yeah you have lack of sleep oh, oh, oh he was, i i never slept <laughs> yeah never slept not only that my kid was sleeping in the same bed with me yelling at me to stay awake stay awake you asshole i'm yeah. the baby you That's... gotta stay awake see you ever go through that uh, uh oh, no well, you no know, but... no i haven't you don't know what it's like to be a parent apparently i don't no we love to one-up each other <laughs> I don't know what it is. Psychological. It's, it's, we have to one up each other, and we also have to keep uh, giving the other person advice. Yes. Unsol unsolicited Uns advice. Yes. What was the best unsolicited advice you got? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> kind of just goes one year. It out does. The like I've got a lot of unsolicited advice when I was pregnant. Like <gasps> people love to come up to me, like yeah. you know, you need to breastfeed or whatever. Ooh, like you, go into like, that. Yeah, no, they've you know, I got like people like you know rest is best or whatever you know the the terminology is you need to you need to do this it's a hundred percent you know you're you're being you're what are you going to do if you formula feed it's like the end of the world you're like hot lady or gentleman i you know whatever i'm not being you know it could be a guy that's saying this to me you know i'd be like what is what gives you any sort of thought that you have the right to come up to me and tell me you know yep whatever it is that you believe a hundred percent like i i i you know in the some token they're trying to be nice and people are trying to be good and they're trying to give you advice but what just stop stop people out there please stop giving pregnant women <laughs> advice unless they ask for it mm -hmm. what was tough with all of that um, is when they do, especially with that breastfeeding, I do yeah. remember this specifically, um, that they make it seem like any type of alternative is basically the devil. Yeah. And know? I had to and alternative. There, I had to do alternative. And there was, with there's, con and there's context to it. Yeah. So obviously if, if there were no complications or whatever going out of the gate, sure. You want to encourage yes. breastfeeding, but it's obviously also very tough, the scheduling. Yes. Um, and it was rough for Jess because, uh, we we had that first week where yes. he, uh, Warren had a bit of that um, pneumothorax, which was like a bit of a breathing problem yeah. that he had. So we had to be in the NICU for yeah. the first week. So that I threw know. the whole cycle off. And there, there was a point where it was really rough for Jess. Remember in the beginning of the podcast, we were yes. talking about how uh, we were worried about what other parents would yes. think of us. Yes. That really got to her oh, as well, yes. too, because she, as you just said, like all this breastfeeding, all this breastfeeding, and now... Yeah. 
I'm not going to be able to do it because of these complications. And it's just kind of like, what are these other parents going to, like all of that has been like weighing in on on top of just having the kid on top of the NICU on top of this. And it's, and everybody, everybody, you know, you're at the hospital too. And they're like, breast is best. And you're, you're, you're like, if the doctors are telling me this, like, and everybody's telling me this, like, what's wrong with me? And I, I remember that was the word. That's the phrase. What is wrong with me? And it's like, and I remember talking to Jess about this too, because I went through very similar where not that Angelina, Angelina didn't go into the NICU, but it just, it didn't happen. Like Mm. I couldn't, it couldn't happen. And how guilty I felt when I gave her that first formula bottle. And I like, Mm. I almost, I think I might've cried. Like I just was, I felt like Mm -hmm. a failure and that's terrible. That's terrible to do to new moms. And and people are like, well, you should try this and you should do this Mm, and you're doing this. You're not trying hard (coughs) enough. Like, you know, you're not trying hard enough as like a new mom and you're overwhelmed. And I, 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 um, I, while I appreciate the people that, breastfeed and that that think it's the best like they are also to me crazy people because like they they <laughs> the make who, the ones who overly preach it as yeah, if it's the only way yeah, to go no, without you, context you, you could, yeah. I, yeah and they overly <coughs> preach it and like what's wrong with you and we got to get this to work you know what's and like you feel like such a failure so it's it's and it's terrible it's mm. terrible to be like a, a mom and feel like a failure because everybody's telling you you can't do something that you should be able to do and you know what? I learned like very quickly, you know what? This isn't, I'm not a failure. <laughs> Look at her. She's growing. I mean, she was like at yeah. like the 90 something percentiles for height and weight. And like, she was like thriving. And I'm like, wait, so, and she, you know, she's, I think she's smart, you know, and they're like, your kid's not going to be as smart if mm-hmm. they're formula fed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a second. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. like, why are you... Yeah. So they throw that statistic yeah, out there, they like do. oh, more, no, kids who are breastfed are more likely to have higher IQ or, or something I, like that. I just think which it's I call skewed. BS. I think it's I, a very skewed. I, study. I would say there's more variables to that because it's there probably are. like if you're the type of parent who happens to breastfeed, you're also probably the very, very overly yes. And I'm just throwing this out no. there with my pseudoscience. Uh, you're probably the, the the type of parent who's overly clinging to to their kids, so obviously yes. you want the best for them. So maybe that's why they end up with the. The woman, I think also socioeconomic, the higher, you know, women that are intelligent tend to breastfeed because they read and they Mm. take in account these things. So I think it's (laughs) skewed. Like also the people that are breastfeeding are the more intelligent people, like in general. I mean, I think if you're poorer with less knowledge in terms of breastfeeding, you might formula time too. time. And like, yeah. So, I mean, I think... that's also a statistic that could be screwed. Not to say, I'm not, you know, no way I'm, I'm not, not endorsing breastfeeding. If I could have done it, I would have done it. But oh, no. you know, it's, no, no, it's no, no, more no. I, like, I think it's a position of you are endorsing yeah. at the same time. You're not going to demonize people who yeah. don't do it. No, I'm going to, I'm going to support any woman mm-hmm. that can do whatever it takes to feed their child. Like you want a formula feed and that's what you can only do good for you. You're feeding your baby. I mean, it's just when, when people try to demonize you for something that you, you feel like, I tried to do this, please. And it's, it's rough. It's just so rough. And then you're like, my, your emotions are crazy. Everything's crazy. That, that I rem- first time. I remember there the, the, the was the point where, where Jess wanted to obviously yeah. switch over because it was so rough yes. with her, but she didn't want to obviously because of all that pressure. Yeah. 
and then she she like asked me one more uh, another time. And this is when it was, she was re- in really rough shape. Yeah, so much lack of sleep yes. in tears, saying that exact phrase that you said is there maybe not exact, but like is well, what's wrong with me that yes. I, I can't I can't do this. I'm trying as hard yeah. as I can to do this. And then I I, rem- I vaguely remember two things because I also had yeah. lack of sleep. I, I said, hey. You're a you're a third degree black belt in in, yeah. in taekwondo. You break boards. You're in jujitsu as as a at that time it was a, a purple belt, and you and you hold your own against pretty much everyone mm-hmm. in 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 competition. And then I made the joke. You also have asbestos hands. <laughs> I, I joke that about her because she's able to pick up a lot of like hot foods or hot like things without <laughs> without without the mitt or or a, wow, that's a versus skill. me versus me where just like ah. Ah, and she's like, it's warm. You like holding it in front of me, and, and so I called her, and and so I call her <laughs> asbestos hands. That's very so. Lovely. In other words, a lot of things to say. Like you're tough, and you have a high uh, a high pain threshold, and you're also mentally tough. And the fact that this is quote hard for you, just it, it's not that you are soft, or yes. you're be, or you're you're uh, tapping out because you're a wuss, or or it's you're not strong enough to do it. It's just that. Given all the context, it's that tough. It's yeah. that tough of what you're you're going through. So, and luckily you know. she had you saying that to her because maybe if she didn't, like, what would you know? Would she have continued and I, and I, to and I, and I be miserable? Yeah, because it, it was there was a certain point where like I, I, we were keeping track mm-hmm. of like how much how often she was doing it. Yeah, and then we were I was <sighs> tallying up like the sleep that she was getting. I'm like, look at this abysmal number. Oh yeah, of sleep that you're getting. Yeah. You know, so Why? absolutely if you, if, and best what, decision because yeah. so much sanity oh, restored. Yeah. And it's like, I think at that point you need <clears throat> someone like a good partner, like hmm. to tell you that it's okay. Cause at that point you are not sane. You're not, you don't have, mm-hmm. you know, your hormones are crazy. You don't have, you know, you're not thinking right. So you need that person that's, you have to have the supportive people around you saying, Imagine hey. if I was the jackass. I know. Going, what if you? No, were? breast is best, honey. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Well, she probably, you know, <laughs> she oh, probably geez. would have continued to try to do it until oh, she was like finally like down. this is crazy. Yeah. But like she would have hated me. Yep. I had the same thing with with Danny. Like he was like, listen, she's gonna get fed. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Whatever you do is fine. Good on him. So it was, you know, you have to have that, <laughs> or else. <laughs> What do, you, what do you do? You just then you continue to feel like a failure mm. forever, That's, and you you try and try and don't because sleep it, it, it's, and, it's it's if you're not around at your best, yes, that's what the baby needs. Yes, and I, yeah, time, so. I mean if they get fed, they get fed. You mm. you want to be present. I mean they're only. I mean you know they go so quick. I mean they're only you're gonna miss. Oh, I miss those days where I, I could know. give him two ounces to four ounces and he would be knocked out I with like know, a four hour nap. Too. Oh, that was amazing. Ugh, those I are would just look, I would look forward to feeding time. I'm like, oh, you're gonna be drunk on this in a bit, buddy. I know it's the <sighs> best. It's just burp them, the just a little best. bit, and then. Oh, I mean, the you. lack of sleep thing is not great, like mm. in terms of like at mm-hmm. night. But the they're so easy at that. I didn't realize how easy they are at that stage. How like. They sleep, they eat, they poop, well, they pee, well, they well, whatever. Well, later on, you realize that that yeah. was the easy part. That versus... was easy. You know, there was also the, it, it, you know, it's easy and it's hard. Like, I like it now when she's, like, sick, she can tell me what's wrong. Like, sometimes I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's that's is what it, we don't it, have right you're now. You're like, yeah, which is, it is right really now. hard. Jess has a, uh, a saying that she always says to him because when he's sick, 
Yeah. He'll cry ball and he'll hug you and he'll try to like climb and hug you tight, like find all like the comfy spots on you. And Jess would go, dude, you cannot hug me any closer. (laughs) You can't, (laughs) you can't climb back inside me, buddy. (laughs) You know? So I laugh at that line <laughs> that she funny. says. Goes, yeah, you can't be any closer, buddy. And but they can't tell and you. He can't verbalize. So it. He just looks at you. He like, starts going. Ah. Yeah. What is it? Is it your head? Is it your belly? Is it yeah. your whatever? Is it can't, like what's hurting? Tell me. Yep. Are you like that's the part. But now Angelina is able to t- say yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Like, tell me. Oh, oh, okay. Your tummy hurts, or you know, you know, head or whatever. She can kind of like verbalize, which is nice. That's the one part that's nice. Everything else could be cha- more challenging, yep. but like that part, I'm like, yes, okay, we're good. <laughs> yes, this is this is the Michelle saying yes to a good part. Yes, the good yes. part. This is not, not me saying another, yes to. Oh, yes, um, Mark, 103. <laughs> so Wait till you hit 106, buddy. <laughs> oh. It's nothing until you. <laughs> I'm gonna cheat. 107 and whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I. <laughs> I I just you know I get very into that the sympathy. <laughs> I'm like yeah. You have you had the very very uh, uh, empathetic side, which has served you well in parenting as well as in your current uh, exactly, career as well too. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I just when you when you say like oh, hundred and three, I just like it like brings me to mm-hmm. you know nights when I'm like I need to sleep. Why can't you sleep? And why is it a hundred billion degrees? <laughs> Advil. Do, I'm just gonna give you all the Advil and oh, Tylenol yeah. and whatever and. There was there was the point last last week where where we were getting to the point where we had to bring him to the pediatrician oh, or, yeah. because it was mm-hmm. it, it wasn't because of the hundred it didn't break one hundred five or anything but it was just like it was a mm-hmm. course of like three days so <laughs> there was it was on the third day and he was just coming off of like you know because the Tylenol only lasts for X amount of hours and yes. he, was, he was coming off oh, of it. Yeah. And then, and then Jess was, uh, we made the, des- I think she, we made the decision of like, all right, we're not going to give it to him. So then when the pediatrician sees yes. him, he'll see yes. that he has the, the fever and he didn't get back to us for like an hour. And so like the next like hour or two, it, <gasps> it settled back in and he's like, ah! oh no, like, we want to give it to him, we want to give it to him. And then, and then finally, like we called him like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Give it to him. Give it to him. Just, <laughs> just, give it to him. just give it to him. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out when, 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 when they get when there. I know. There. Yeah. That's what I'm like. I'm like, like, oh, oh, we want to show it to him. We want to yeah. show that our kid is that sick. That is sick. She's sick. I had to bring her in this week. She was sick, but like, mm-hmm. she just like, because she doesn't use diapers, she gets all these rashes and stuff. Mm. I mean, she still uses diapers. She gets all these rashes and stuff. So I have to like bring her in and like. <sighs> do you it's use so the uh well, what is it what we have something called the something paste, paste. triple paste mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you put it on three times i i no i <laughs> <laughs> no i just lather her up like she's you know I like just, it's spackle like you're yeah, doing drywall spackle, exactly That's it is kind of spackle-esque you yep. know it's got that consistency and i'm mm-hmm. like oh but then like i i um hoard all the old drugs that like she can not the like antibiotics but like the things they the give heroin her and the crack. yeah the heroin the crack yep. that they prescribed to her mm-hmm. like um you know all the like i have anti-nausea i have like oh, okay um you know the hydrocortisones and the the you know, drugs for the whatever the rashes they get on their bud mm-hmm. and stuff so i like hoard that and i'm like what do i think she would have oh boy oh boy gonna give you this you know no i'm not i'm not you know but you know (laughs) i'm like okay you look like you need some hydrocortisone i'm gonna give you a little hydrocortisone you got like a little whatever from before so you know 
but she's doing fine now. And as the what, what's the advice that we've that I will take from people where it'll happen for yeah. them eventually. Yeah, whatever whatever happen. it is that you know, it'll eventually pass and and it'll happen. That's like my <laughs> always my. That's why I have to like the, my mantra to myself because like it's hard to remember that it'll happen. Everything will happen. Mm. Like people tell me like. Yeah, you know, they won't be like 18, not walking and in diapers and, you know, whatever thing, you know, they're not going to be crawling around on the floor. And- I'm waiting for the day where he calls me up and goes, and he goes, you got to pick me up from jail. So that's basically what I'm <laughs> well, waiting for. Tell, well, you, know? you have someone that will help you. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, were ta- we were discussing this, Warren, yeah, we're, long we're, before this happened. Just, you we know. Are, we are ready. Though I might let you sit there a little bit longer just so you remember the feeling mm-hmm. and then I'll come get you. <laughs> Auntie Michelle with the uh, lawyer Michelle. That's yes, what exactly. I have to. You'll be judged by then. You'll be Supreme Court Chancellor Emperor. Oh, yeah, sure. Emperor of new, of, new, <laughs> of new, new United States. Right? Oh, yeah. What are we going to have by then? Who I knows? I don't know. It's okay. Flying cars. We'll be living in simulations within each other. No, anyway, I we'll, don't think we'll get so. Into a whole technology. I know we're thing. gonna get well, that. Would get us really far afield yes. if we started talking to that. Yes, about but we that. will. We will leave it on. Well, let let's see. You uh, the uh, set the bar low. That set was the bar there. low. Yes. Is there any other uh, backseat parenting advice that you would give <laughs> to Warren or anyone else out there? Backseat parenting advice. Let's say. Um, you know what? No, I'm going to say, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you any advice. You oh. are all... Oh, come on. No, 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 no. Don't no do that. No, trust your gut. Don't be, don't be contextual and actually be sane about okay, this. Be fine. one of those. Be one of those where... Where where you felt that judginess come okay, in? Okay, you know what? I'm, what was, I'm what, gonna be what was judgy. Be like your first judgy I'm, things that I'm you said. Be, you have to be tough on your kids sometimes. Oh, okay. You yes. gotta be Go tough. Mm-hmm. You know. I think we're too. We can be too soft on the kids these days. What's the softest you've seen? Where where you're like, oh, you're just letting that kid walk all over you. Well, yeah, they they're whining. They're running around. You like I've seen kids like running around their parents, throwing tantrums, and like parents are like, what's wrong with you? Can, <laughs> what can I do to help you? And oh, the kids geez. are obviously being little little jerks, and mm. they're being assholes. Yes. And you just need to no hit no. no please don't beat. <laughs> Don't beat your children, but you have to, you have to be tough. You Mm. have to show it's, it's harder said than done. And I struggle with this, but you have to be assertive. You have to keep the power dynamics as much as you can. Mm. I think I started, we started with that too. The power struggles, you got to keep the power as much as you can. I struggle with this. Danny's much better at Mm-hmm. the power dynamics but you know you just got to be cut tough or else they're gonna you know they're gonna be spoiled they're gonna run mm. around in school you could <coughs> be, be a little we gotta be tough on our kids don't you beat know, them though <laughs> you know you know what i uh, the, the advice i i heard that i've used uh, a few times on warren is uh since we are adults we have the um, advantage of not only being physically bigger, so obviously yes. you don't have to beat them, yeah, no. but you also psychologically have the advantage because you have a much better time reference than they do. Exactly. So That's true. That's you can, very you true. You can always win against your kid in a war of attrition when yes. it comes to time because yeah. one minute to you feels like an hour to them. Yeah. So use that to your advantage. I like that. I mm. think that's great advice too because you can like... Just you will outlast your kids. I've done that too. I'll just, I'll oh. sit there. She'll scream and I'll just sit. Yep. Okay. Just scream it out. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. I'm just going to look at you. And then when you're done, you're going to go into your room for mm. some time and think about what you've done. <laughs> awesome. 
anything else from Shaw. This was a wonderful. I, I enjoyed this. This, this was, was a great. Lot of cool yeah, stuff. this was fun. Thank you for having me here. We want to thank you for coming. Of course. Also, with all your tra- uh, the, the, the before the podcast, she I needed zero mic training that I, I do for the new guests because uh, uh, you, you you've had recording experience. Yes. Oh, so much <laughs> vocal coordinators as far as singing, but we'll get into that another yeah, time. Exactly. We'd love to have you back another time. As love obviously, to be here. when we get updates on both Angelina and and yes, we'll I'll come back. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. That is all, everyone. Be sure to lower the bar for your kids as well. That way you'll stay sane. Great advice from our great uh, guest, Michelle. Uh, It's tongue-in-cheek advice, folks. Don't take anything we say too seriously. As always, you can get in touch with us at Dear Warren Podcast at Gmail, Instagram, and on Facebook. Thank you for listening and all the support. We love you all, and we promise and we hope to see you next time with the wonderful Jessica for the Midweek Podcast. Uh, Barring Warren's fever and, well, it's past now. So hopefully you'll be able to hear from us soon. Love you all.